Welcome to C3 Church Tugra. You're about to hear a message from Pastor Garth Ball. Get ready to be inspired to live your best life. Everyone, when you're about to go to another nation to plant a church, they're like, you know, oh, it's so, you've got to look at all the differences, you know, learn the differences, look at, you know, how things are working. And, and to an extent, that's true and it's wise. I mean, you know, we've just had the little things that you don't think about, like having Europeans and East Africans on the same team. So I don't know if anyone works much with Europeans. They don't really coat what they say too much. They're just like, you know, you're singing out a tune. It's not like, oh, let's try, you know, they don't go, you're singing out of tune, you need to fix that. They just, boom, straight there. East Africans aren't like that. They are very much, uh, the shame factor is there, you don't, you don't speak to people like that, and so you, you watch the Europeans and East Africans interacting, and the European will just say it how it is, and then the East African just sort of, they don't do this, but you just see on the inside, they just sort of put up walls, and, and so there's things about, you know, with those sort of things, those dynamics that you need to learn and adjust to, but more than anything, I've actually noticed how similar everyone is around the world, more than the differences. Everyone is very humans. We all bleed the same blood. We all have a lot of the same issues. We're all going through similar journeys. I think the similarities between people in our new city and people here are way greater than the differences. And I just want to talk about a few points around that, but I wonder if you'd close your eyes with me and let's just pray. Um, believe that God will be speaking to us as we share this morning. Lord, we thank you, Lord, for everything you're doing in Nairobi. We bless them as they do their church in a few hours and we bless C3 Tagera, but we're here right now, Lord. We don't want to just get through the next 15 minutes, Lord. We're praying that you would give us something on the inside of our hearts, God, that would transform us, God, that whatever we are right now, God, that you would take us to a new place in the next 15 minutes. Just one word from you, God, just one thought, God, can shift something on the inside of our hearts that can uh, equip us for a more effective and fruitful Christian walk. And so, Holy Spirit, we ask that you would fall, that you would uh, open the eyes of our heart, Lord, that you would reveal things to us uh, through the Holy Spirit that, that we can not get in our own strength, that our own understanding cannot know. Lord, speak to us. And uh, if you're in for that, we all say amen. amen. Cool. So the first thing that I've noticed about similarities is that everyone's busy. Everyone's busy all around the world. Teenagers, you know, in like primary school even now say, oh, I'm so busy. It's like everyone, you, when you ask anyone, how are you? I'm busy. Like that's the answer these days. How are you? I'm busy. And busyness is okay if you don't lose your priorities. Um, when you're following the things of God on your life, when you're doing what God has called you to do, and there is a sense of fullness to life. Like Jamie said, we're not bored, you know, there's things happening. But I think what is happening in our society around the world is that we're crossing from a fullness into an out-of-control busyness, an out-of-control busyness. I met a, we've been getting around by Uber uh, in Nairobi, and I went down to the shop to pick something up and had a driver one time a few, few, week, uh, few months ago. And I could see this guy look tired. He looked really tired. 
And we just started talking and he, he, he ended up, once he found out that I was a pastor, he ended up opening up and he, and he said, you know what, I, um, this car has just become my life. He goes, I spend six days a week here in my car. I'm here 12 to 14 hours a day. He goes, I'm earning 10 times as much as what I used to earn, but I've lost my life and, and I, I'm lonely. I, I, get, I go to church on Sunday. My pastor only ever, there's a lot of bad teaching there. Um, they'll spend the whole services talking about money. And so he goes, I turn up and I get nothing there and I can't get to a small group during the week. And this guy was just dejected. And I was like, man, that is all over the world where we're going through the motions. We're working hard, but we're giving up the things that mean a lot to us. And I think for, for Christians that we know that we're too busy when our walk with the Lord is not really happening. Our quiet time with Him. And, and I wonder if we could just turn to Song of Solomon. I've, I've never actually, I've only preached for this sort of point to our team a few weeks ago. Never preached out of this book before. There's a little bit of a girly language here, gentlemen, but we're just going to have to deal with that for the moment. It's beautiful. Of course it is. You're a girl, but it's, it's, it's good. And it says this in uh, chapter 2, halfway through 13. Rise up, my darling. Come away with me, my fair one. And this is like the picture of this couple is like Christ and the church. And that was the the phrase that I had heard the Holy Spirit speaking to me for so long now. He's saying, come away, come away with me. And he's not talking about, um, he's not talking about physically going somewhere, although that can help sometimes. You know, sometimes we just need to go and sit by a pool for half a day to get away, turn the phone off and get away. But it's more about you could go away and still be not away with the Lord in your heart. Your to-do list is ticking away. The unresolved issues of yesterday are still on your mind. There's all these things on the inside of you that, that make it hard to come away with the Lord. And I think we know that there's too much. We're, we're crossing a, a place when, when that sense of coming away is not there. You're in prayer and you're thinking about something else. else. You're reading the Word, but you can't really focus. You're You've got the worship music on, but you're thinking about what you're doing in an hour's time. But I want to say to you this, that all around the world, the church, I believe, needs to find this place of coming away with God. It goes on and it says, My dove is hiding behind the rocks, behind an outcrop on the cliff. Let, this is, picture Jesus saying this to you right now. Let me see your face. Let me hear your voice, for your voice is pleasant and your face is lovely. That's, what, that's the heartbeat behind your personal walk with Jesus. Christianity is not about the Christian disciplines. It's not about turning up to church because that's what you do. It's not about saying some prayers because you're supposed to do that. It's not about opening the Bible just because you know it's the right thing to do. All of those things are great, but the point is that on the inside of your heart, you would come away and enter into a deeper, intimate relationship with your Creator. That's the point of the Christian walk. And when we and when we pray so much that we and we're not even and we just you know we have so much on. I just reached a point where I I was just going, what am I doing? And my prayers aren't even. I can't even think about anything. And I and I just heard the voice of God say, come away, and just had to put these things out of my heart, out of my mind, and 
and every day just going into that deep place with God. And so, you know, I don't know what, what's going on in your world, but I assume some of you might have that issue. It's hard to get away with God. This is very simple. That's why I prayed strongly at the beginning for God to reveal this to you, because you might say, I've heard this before, but I want you to assess your heart this morning. So where are you with that? When was the last time you were away in your heart with the Lord? It then goes on to say, catch all the little foxes, uh, all the foxes, those little foxes. And a message I preached to our team was called the little fox of busyness. Catch those little foxes before they ruin the vineyard of love. What vineyard of love? Your loving relationship with God, your, your, your intimate connection with your creator. Nairobi is such a religious place. It's such a religious place. And, and we're trying to build this culture to say, guys, there's people turning up to church every week, one of 5,000 people in a venue. They have no relationship with each other. They have no connection with God. We had one guy in particular who we found out he wasn't living very well at all, but he was turning up to church all the time. Never really, his relationship with God was not there. And so when we found out these things that were going on, he has now done a total transformation. He's in church every week. He's worshiping. He's reading, sending, asking for scriptures. Is it, that's what we're there for, to see one person just realize that Christianity is not about religion. It's not about the Christian disciplines. It's about people connecting in their heart with their God. And so if you will catch your little foxes, only you can catch the little fox of busyness in your life. Only you can take control of your schedule. Only you can take control of your planning. Only you can say no to things when people put expectations on your life. Just because people expect something from you doesn't mean you have to say okay to that. And so you just need to go, you know what? Like Mary and Martha, um, Mary sitting at the feet of Jesus. What did Jesus say? Mary has chosen the best thing. In fact, there is only one thing Jesus says there. There's only one thing in all your busyness, in all you're doing, you just can't give up your relationship with the Lord. You can't give up the coming away with your creator. And this is something you're not going to get it. You don't get it and it's done forever. It's a relationship. It's like a, you may get it for a week and then, you know, there's a busy time at work and you lose it again. Or you come overseas and, you know, we're traveling and it's like, oh my gosh, what happened? It's just been a whirlwind. But you just got to keep coming back. That's the beauty of the grace of God. It doesn't matter how far you stray. It doesn't matter how many times you stuff it up. You just keep redirecting and keep going, you know what? I'm back, Lord. And thank you so much for calling me back. I hear you saying, come away. So everyone's busy. The second thing is everyone's broken. Everyone's broken. And that's okay. As long as you don't withdraw from relationship. See, we have a particular guy who, in our church, who is, he was um, from a broken family in a very poor area of the city, and he grew up in a, really in a slum, second largest in Africa. And he did something, and it was not, he wasn't great, you know, he, anyway, details, whatever. He, he did something, and I had to sort of pull him up on it. And he had a bit of a freak out. He's like, oh, no worries, well, I'm going to give back this and I'm busy now on the weekends and I can't come. And I just messaged him. I said, hey, man, let's, let's hang out. Let's just talk about this because God's doing a great work in your life. Um, and you said that he's called you to this family and family doesn't just, just separate that easily. And so we hung out 
And he eventually said, sorry, he goes, look, I'm so sorry, you're right. And he said to me when we caught up, he said, you know what, when I said that, that I was going, I was expecting that you would just go, great, thanks very much, see you later. And he goes, but you didn't, you pursued me. And he goes, and I thank you for that. Because see, we all are broken and we're largely broken because of people. And then God says, now you are in Christ, why don't you do that journey in the context of other people? The very people that either hurt you or people that remind you of the people that hurt you, he goes, yeah, do it in that context, hang around other people. And we're like, great idea, Lord, that's not very useful. And so we, we, we carry these hurts, we carry these, this rejection, this, you know, people reject us, they abuse us, they hurt us. And so our response is then to withdraw. Even if we're around people, we withdraw in our heart. We don't allow people into our life. And that's just not the design that God has for us. You see, I think God, what we're trying to build in Nairobi is a community, a community, a family. Again, you've heard these words, but it's got to go into your spirit. Not somewhere where people just turn up to church on Sunday again. There's plenty of that in Nairobi. What I think people all over the world are looking for is community. And it's hard because people are the thing that get in the way of that, but they're pretty important to having community. Just a little bit. But do you know what? As difficult as it is, one of the, you know, you studied the born identity a few months back. You know how when we come into Christ, that the Bible says in Ephesians 1.3 that you've been given every spiritual blessing in heaven. It's huge. And you looked at that for a little while. You're going to have to look at it a bit longer as well. There's so much of that. Do you know one of the spiritual blessings that you have in Christ is the ability to relate to one another? Uh, Ephesians 2.14 says, For Christ himself has brought peace to us. He united Jews and Gentiles into one people. When? When? In his, when in his own body on the cross, he broke down the wall of hostility that separated us. He, he hung on a cross so that we can engage into meaningful relationship. And you've got to understand, like I said before in Nairobi, we've got, we've got um, Westerners and Africans. We've got rich people and poor people. That's probably the biggest challenge right there. We've got people from different tribes. Then you've just got your normal different personalities. To try and form... Um, that into one people and to try and have a community amidst all that brokenness and all that past hurt, that requires a miracle. That requires the intervention from heaven. And I think there's, you know, God, but, but like everything, remember with those blessings in Christ, it's not something that you just get. It becomes available, but you've got to walk it out. So, so you're forgiven of your guilt, the, the guilt of your sin when you're in Christ, but how many people walk around feeling guilty? Because you've got to get it on, you've got to understand what that looks like. So when we are in Christ, we have this available to walk with each other, but we've got to learn how, to, how that happens. And I think God has given us two tools to help walk effectively with each other. The first one is transformation. The more that you are transformed, the easier it is to actually love one another. I used to hate people, you want, most of you know that. I used to hate people, everyone, don't care, didn't care who you were, didn't like you. And because we're all broken, but God has 
healed my self-image and healed a whole lot of things on the inside of me. So now I genuinely like being around people. And I can genuinely look past people's weaknesses and can genuinely believe in people. But that's a journey, right? And so the second thing God gives us is love. So while we're all being mended and transformed and, and knit together, he says in Ephesians 4, 1 to 3, Therefore I, as a prisoner, for, uh, a prisoner for serving the Lord, beg you to lead a life worthy of your calling, for you have been called by God. Always be humble and gentle. Be patient with one another making allowance for each other's faults because of your love. Make every effort to keep yourselves united in the spirit, binding yourselves together with peace. I believe that this is what C3 Tugra can be, a a church that is bound together, looking past weaknesses. And so I don't know where you are right now. If you're, maybe you're, you're rejecting relationship because of some brokenness. But you know, God's going to take you on a journey. You can be a Christian without Eat without people, you can't live your best life in the context of isolation. Your best life, your fruitful, most fruitful, successful life only happens in the context of other people who can help draw that out and can help bring that out in you. So, so I want to encourage you to that. It's okay to be broken, but don't let it isolate you. Don't let it, you withdraw from other people. So everyone is busy, everyone is broken, and everyone is battling Everyone is battling something. Everyone's got some issue. Everyone's got some challenge all around the world. You know, we've had a whole bunch of things. You know, it's been a great blessed journey, but it's also been very difficult at times. You know, we had, um, you know, our visas, the the corruption. We, uh, yeah, we we had some lady helping us out and um, stopped talking to us once. She uh, she's a Christian. And she said, oh, let, I want to let you know about an offering that we're having at our church. And I was like, oh, we're having a similar offering. So <laughs> all the best. And so she won't reply to us now with our visas. Like Jane, so mine, I got my visa after nine months. Now we're trying to get Jamie's. And our venue issue, you know, that, as Jamie said, it's not huge. We've been looking for another venue. We've been praying together. We've been, you know, searching. We've been bargaining. Having this color skin is not a great sometimes in East Africa so we got this one venue sorted out and and I offered him a certain amount and he said um, well the minimum that you can pay is six and a half times that amount which just put it totally out of the equation and so we're just like we're on this journey as a team looking for a venue and the thing you've got to know is this that if God wants something for you he has the power to do it and it hasn't happened yet then it means he's doing a work on the inside of your heart so if he, if he wants it for you, he can do it, but he hasn't yet. It's because he's doing something in you. He could change, like we're going, he could give us a venue any day. He just, so much favour. But do you know what happened in that? Right at breaking point, like I was telling you how we're trying to form this family, it was very difficult. It was, we, were, we were together, we were getting along, but we weren't one. We weren't united as a church. And so we come to church the Sunday after we get shut down from that guy and everyone's a little bit dejected but what happens we spend the whole time just praying we start praying for the kids they then our team asked if they could pray for us and something shifted on the inside of our church I can't tell you I can't describe it to you I can just say that a stronghold of separation that wall of hostility was broken in our team 
And the, we walked out of there, the girls sort of walked out of there. I judge unity by girls' hugs, you know, the way they hug each other. So they would hug Jamie before they go, hello, pa- yep, hello, pastor. That's not, that's not like there, you know, on the level of unity and not, it's not high. But this time, they're walking out, holding hands, arms around each other, hugging people saying, this is my family now. Everyone in the room walked out going, something shifted and we became a family. And I felt God say to me in that moment, He goes, why would I give you a, a, a home when you're not a family? So this venue thing, part, part of God could, could have given it to us straight away, but He knows best. And he wanted, to, he wanted to do in us, He said, what I'm doing, I'll create you a family, then I'll give you a venue. And so you just, whatever you're going through, you know what? There's a, God's timing is perfectly painful. Oh, sorry, painfully perfect. Painfully perfect timing. You go through, okay, God, now's about the time we need it. Yesterday was about the time we need it. God, you are stuffing this up. You're absolutely way too late. I'm broken. Timing. Now, then he gives it to you. And so we could talk a lot about issues and faith. Pastor Phil talk about faith a whole lot. But in your, in your delay and in your painfully perfect timing of God, just keep going. It's okay to be battling if you don't give up. So it's okay to be busy if you don't lose your priorities. It's okay to be broken if you don't isolate. And it's okay to be battling, but you can't give up. We hope you enjoyed listening to this message. For more information on what you've just heard or how to visit us, go to c3talgra.org.au. We hope to see you at church soon.